Hello, and welcome to this Unpacked Short. I'm Charlie Pickles. I'm joined by Peter Franklin. Hi. Hello, Peter. And today we're talking about aliens. Mm. And your Unpacked Short is, well, it has a very intriguing question. It's saying, is there anyone else out there? And you start by mentioning an anniversary this year, which is a sort of forgotten one because of the anniversary that we're going to have next year. Well, obviously next year will be 50 years since the moon moon landings. And I'd imagine this is going to be a huge occasion. Um, But this year, we've also got some really significant and in some ways more significant spaceflight anniversaries. Um, For instance, um, the Apollo 8 mission, um, which was the first time that... um, well, it, it, it did a kind of circuit, a sort of swing by the moon. Um, it obviously didn't land, um, but it was the first time that human beings ventured beyond Earth orbit, you know, that we genuinely left our planet. Um, so I think that's a pretty significant occasion, and I hope it's not forgotten, because um, the, the astronauts who sort of literally went where no man has been before. Uh, Frank Borman, Jim Lovell and William Anders. Uh, Anders, they deserve to be remembered as well because, you know, wow. Massively pioneering. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But but that's not really who we're interested in in this piece, is it, Peter? Because what we're really interested in is the commie tortoises and bugs. Yes, because actually man was not the first to venture beyond Earth orbit. Um, In uh, just a few months before the Apollo 8 mission, um, the Soviet Zond 5 mission took a couple of tortoises and various invertebrates on a... I'm not going to ask how they chose the animals that went up. I don't know why. I don't know why tortoises, but it was tortoises who got into beyond Earth orbit first. First into space. Yeah, and arguably they were the first extraterrestrials which i think is an amazing thought and that's really what we're talking about here uh, in the unpacked isn't it um which is that if you know we have life on our planet is there life elsewhere yes and if there isn't if 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 life is native to earth and nowhere else then the extraordinarily extraordinary fact this year is that extraterrestrial life, i.e. those tortoises, followed by the astronauts, um, extraterrestrial life is only 50 years old. What a thought. Okay, but there might be other life out there. Mm. And through your Unpacked, um, you take us from the Drake equation i think it's called uh through the fermi paradox uh all the way to the bayesian logic so peter in classically unpacked style we are going to explain to our listeners exactly what each of those things are and then wrap it up nicely as to where we are and what it means so shall we start with the drake equation the drake equation is named after um an astronomer called frank drake and one day he was um, sitting at, I think he was in the canteen talking to his f- fellow scientists. And he said, given how many stars are out there, how big the universe is there. And even if you take a tiny sort of um, uh, probability that any of those solar systems have evolved life the way that ours has, 
Um, there should be endless life forms out there, and a lot of those should have developed into civilizations. But his question was, now that we're pointing telescopes at the sky and that we're listening for electronic signals, you know, where is everybody? This was his um, famous <laughs> question. And the Drake equation is a way of calculating the probability um, that there are other um, civilizations out there. And in fact, um, actually calculating the number of civilizations out there. And it's a whole series of parameters, like number of stars, um, chances of life emerging, chances of it getting clever, chances of it um, then broadcasting into the universe and for how long they do this. And from that, you can work out how many detectable civilizations there ought to be. And even if you put in tiny percentages for each one and then multiply it by the size of the universe, you should, there should be loads of them out there, and yet we've never detected a single one. I've got images of Men in Black here, and, and have you seen the film Men in Black, Peter? I think so. It's a long time ago now. <laughs> um, probably too lowbrow, um, but the kind of image of the HQ with all the different kind of life uh, forms and, and uh, species coming yes. in. Um, I've got images of that, but we won't dwell on it. Um, the Fermi paradox then calls into question this equation. Well, it, it notes the... Um it juxtaposes the number of civilizations that ought to be out there and the complete absence of evidence that any of them are. You know, we haven't got a single shred of evidence that there are that there is intelligent life out there. And, and that's despite really us looking, weird. despite us looking really hard and for now several decades, you know, we haven't picked up anything. And actually, given the possibility that these life forms would produce self-replicating probes, um, you know, given that the universe is billions of years old, the chances of it, you know, not a single bit of evidence just showing up on Earth. Let, you know, actually, it, we ought to, we ought, the skies ought to be littered with the detritus of other civilizations, and yet there's nothing, absolutely nothing, and that's really, really weird. And there's a great um, quote from uh, Jill Tarter about the Drake Equation, um, which she gave to National Geographic in 2000 that you quote, Peter, uh, which is, the Drake Equation is a wonderful way to organize our ignorance. <laughs> which is kind of this idea that we don't really know what any of the factors and numbers are we should be putting no. into this equation. So how on earth do we know? Well, we know some the of them. We know the age of the universe. We know, um, you know, roughly how many stars there are in our galaxy and how many galaxies there are beyond our galaxy. Um, so we know that. We all know, we all, we know the bigness, but what we don't know... But what are we know, timesing it by, though? Yeah, chances of a life emerging and it becoming intelligent and it deciding to sort of broadcast signals somewhere. Seems like a you know, pretty heavy guesswork to me. That is complete guesswork, and we don't know that. But the fact is that there's so many chances for life to do this um, that it's all rather odd that we haven't sort of found anything. Okay, and that takes us then on to our final part of our journey in answering the question, is there life out there? Which is our 
Bayesian logic. Am I, am I right, pronouncing yes. that right? Yes, Bayesian logic is well, it's 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 a statistical technique, and um, uh, in uh, an article for Vox, Liv uh, Burry, I think her surname is pronounced, um, takes a look at a new study which tries to update the uh, Drake e- equation by taking into account the evidence that we found so far and the fact that actually there isn't any. So all those negative observations, those negative findings, it kind of inputs it into an updated um, Drake equation and finds that on that basis, the chances of there being intelligent life anywhere in the universe are much lower than we previously assumed and that it's quite probable there's a very high probability that we are in fact all alone well there's a 53 to 99.6 percent chance that we are the only civilization in this galaxy and a 39 to 85 percent chance we're the only one in the observable universe which Mm. is sort of saying we think it's very unlikely that there is anyone else out there. Yes, obviously this is as much a guess as the original Drake equation. I'm kind of glad you said that because it does yes. feel like adding absences to, you know, guesswork. Yes, exactly. And we're still guessing. But, you know, we are, you know, the, the longer we go on not finding anyone else, I think the more it's logical for us to come to terms with the fact that we are unique in the universe, which in some ways is as dramatic and um, consequential a finding as actually discovering um, other intelligent life. Well, there we go. I think we're essentially saying we think, though we're obviously not sure, but we think it's unlikely there's anyone else out there, but that that in itself poses some quite tremendous questions for us all to think about certainly does thank you very much peter as always fascinating stuff and more definitions learned which i always appreciate a little bit of insight now everybody can go and talk to their friends about these various terms that no one have heard of so thank you thank you also for listening please do subscribe uh, on whatever the platform is that you get your podcast on if you haven't already um, and do tune in to our next one